Many folks tell me that I am the happiest person they've ever met. I've had a nightmare childhood, several chronic disabling problems, and a couple of terminal illnesses, so the doctors told me. But at least three of the doctors who told me I'd be dead by now have died themselves. Others have just been flat out wrong with their diagnoses, prescriptions, and predictions. It just goes to show you that a formal education isn't always the most important thing. Back when medicine was a profession instead of an industry, I may have believed those doctors. I may have been more polite and died out of respect for them. Experience has taught me that polite and compliant aren't always the right course of action. But nearly 50 years later, now that half of our American doctors have shown a diseased integrity that only used car salesmen and high-level politicians were previously famous for, I usually don't show up at their doors at all. Better results have come from taking care of myself. But I recently made a mistake on this account and did a long-term medication given me by a naturopath who didn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. It resulted in what looked to be a fatal aggravation to an already problematic liver. Two doctors said I had liver cancer. The specialist said I had six months to live. That was in October of 2018. Do the math. After half a year or more of heavy meditation, highly focused breathing, Rick Simpson oil, apricot seeds, laetrile slash B17, chaga mushrooms, steam rooms and hot tubs, high-potency milk thistle, lots of vitamins, herbs, raw juices, and of course dietary adjustments and lifestyle changes, I'm still here and having fun. Vampire pimps for the pharmaceutical industry didn't put this smile on my face. I'm not going to let them take it off. I thank the universal whatever for these natural remedies. It's not that I completely distrust medical personnel and their methods. There are some good doctors and many great nurses. Several close friends are nurses. I am very grateful for their kindness. Doctors deal with diseases. Nurses deal with people. A nurse can sometimes help fix what a doctor screws up. All that being said, and conquer diseases notwithstanding, I still must admit to being an old man. If you have read Fearless Puppy on American Road and Reincarnation through Common Sense, you know that my aging bones have a lot of hard miles on them. Logic dictates that I be put out to pasture to enjoy the better memories. But if you have read those books, you also know that the out-to-pasture thing is not going to happen. I'm going to make a voyage completely around the world. Everyone tells me that no one my age, especially no one with a rapidly disintegrating skeletal structure and a diagnosed terminal illness, should make such a journey. But we all have to die sooner or later, and I have a mission to accomplish before I do. Several friends who have been abroad lately tell me that there is no place else on earth as morally bankrupt, lacking integrity, crumbling apart from the inside, and as intimidating and repulsive to its neighbors as America. There is plenty of evidence to support their claims, but I still don't like to believe them. I have to go see for myself. If it is true that no place sucks quite as badly as America does, I want to find out why. What are other places doing that we would benefit from doing ourselves? And more importantly, why are we not doing those things? What things are the other places doing that don't work for them? Why aren't they fixing their own messes? What are the ways people keep smiling, laughing, and loving life while fighting to repair a world that is mentally as well as physically ill, often disgusting, and may very well have a more severe terminal illness than I do? How do folks keep the fun happening in the midst of all the tragedy? I'll report back to you from each location, for your entertainment. But if you read anything that seems even more important than entertainment, feel free to use it. There may be some unusual information in these reports that you will find helpful. Don't worry if people look at you like you're crazy while you use unusual or unpopular information toward social, or even harmless personal benefit. Any small move in the direction of saving any part of humanity from falling through its own inconsistencies is a wonderful thing, even if the bulk of humanity itself thinks you and your information are wacky. The only people who ever change the world are the ones crazy enough to think they can do it. 
Being crazy in the eyes of others often means that you just have a different way of seeing things than they do. That can be a very good thing just as easily as it can be a very bad thing. Sure, Hitler and Idi Amin were crazy. But Mother Teresa, the Dalai Lama, Jesus, and Copernicus were also said to be crazy, by many people who intended the word as an insult. Those critics didn't realize just how helpful so-called crazy can be, if managed with a loving intelligence. The medicines helped a lot to fix the cancer, but the real reason I am not dead yet is because I am a little crazy. Maybe I can explain that better with this little story I heard from a brilliant Indian mystic. On a certain day, one cow asked another, so what is your opinion about the mad cow disease? The other cow responded, I don't give a hoot. I am a helicopter. The ancient Chinese mystic Lao Tzu put it this way. There is no fear of tiger's tooth, no danger from rhino's horn. There is no place for death to enter. Understand? If not, no problem. I'm pretty sure it will make perfect sense to you by the time you finish reading this book.